Hello everyone and welcome back to Monique's Pet Whisper. So I am not sick anymore. I'm feeling much better. Um, however, I am going through the motions like I bet a bunch of you are. And I said I've got to be consistent in my messaging uh, to make sure that even if I'm going through a lot that I can still record a podcast. I'm realizing um, just how important it is to understand history, especially the history of America. If you are a person that lives here or you have family here. And I think that, um, so I just wrapped up a, a really, really powerful episode about the Ku Klux Klan and the origins of the KKK. And what was interesting was the evolution of the of the of the Ku Klux Klan in terms of how they were able to sell the propaganda of you know a white elite lifestyle and and luxury luxurious lifestyle um, culture not diversity when I say that but culture white culture specifically and how they painted this sort of American dream. And it was woven through the threads of hate. And I think that um, being that the there, there were millions and millions of, of people who became Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan members. And so when you think about um, going back into history and you think about people's great grandparents that you know, colleagues you're working with and you're wondering, I wonder what that person's great grandparent was like or great uncle. Well, there is a strong chance that that great, great of that person you're talking to was was involved or had knowledge of the KKK. Not every single person, but because it was so wide, widespread. What was also interesting, going back to my last episode, well, last couple of episodes, I spoke about horror movies and how black people are in, in a lot of horror movies, I would say 95% of them, they're killed, you know, gruesomely or the first to be killed or they have some kind of caricature that's low IQ, you know, kind of cookie cutter. Um, Sambo-ish or many other types of characters and so it's like our lives are easily disposable when you go back into time and when you look at the the rise of the KKK during the time of reconstruction which was really a short period um, after the emancipation uh, reconstruction um, also rose an ideology of you know the KKK and in order to be a clans member there were certain criteria that you know people had to subscribe to or men had to subscribe to number one you had to be considered white you had to also be Protestant in your in your faith and you had to have believed in white supremacy okay and so if you did not fall into that equation you could not be a clans member 
So this is why a lot of hate crimes and other things went on with the Irish and Italians, um, Catholics, Jews, people like such as that. So having such a narrow criteria, it raised the whole um, ideology in the whole, you know, selling of the great land of America. So again, remember if some of you, and I appreciate actually those that have been following me from day one, you know, my podcast is has, it's not even a year old and I appreciate the support that I've had since I've launched in October. Um, actually it was the end of August, but I launched, but I didn't know what I was doing. So basically it's just really interesting to learn about how this great, the great white hope or the great residential areas that whites, whites could only inhabit, how important it was to stay segregated and separated. So you have, you have a doctrine. It was almost like a religion where using Christianity to actually justify why God created white men and women versus why God created black people um, and, and using religion to justify hatred was another tactic that was used. And in fact, many people in, throughout civilization have used religion to incite fear and hatred, you know, from, from all backgrounds. So while you have that preaching going on, then you also have the emerging of silent films. And what better way to, to help the rest of America to see how dangerous those niggers are. They're freed slaves. They're freed, they're freed animals walking around and they're upset at us we've enslaved them for so many years and so you have that mentality of many people from the north and the south they are scared to death at the freed black men and women okay you know and when you look at today when you look at 2022 and you look at the various issues that are occurring of violence um sexism racism you know all these isms you know different things that are destroying humanity you have to understand history and you also need to understand global powers and you need to know their history so if you're not from america and i appreciate you all tuning in you need to to continue to study and then make correlations with where you live so, okay, so now we have freed black men and women and children, okay, freed. And so if you've been persecuting people for generations and suddenly they're free, well, you're living in, in constant fear. You're thinking, oh my God, the hooligan, the, the, they're coming, they're coming to get us, you know, and so the KKK, they, they, they created this whole messaging 
of the violence. Um, first of all, we have several messages that went on. I will talk about a birth of a nation. Uh, get to that in just a moment. But I was watching some really interesting um, commentary on Jim Crow. And I will provide a couple of links for you all to reference uh, some of the information I've gotten today. But when we were dumbed down to cartoons, okay, made to be inanimate objects, you know, caricatures eating fried chicken with big eyes, eating watermelon, okay, tap dancing, that dance, that tap dancing, oh my God. When you, when, so this is when the cookie cutter caricatures against black people began. Okay. And so when the silent films came out, well, what better way to do black paint, blackface and make fun and, and really take or embody the black experience. So what they did was they took black people's experiences and put them put black paint on their skin and pretend to to be black and and really dumb down our culture our integrity and our race so while this is happening you have an influential film called birth of a nation and the reason why birth of a nation is so important is because people still dwell within the fabric, the ghost phantom, and the living uh, systemic entity, the poltergeist entity from Birth of a Nation. So for those of you that don't know what Birth of a Nation means or is, it was a film that illustrates a or shows a white woman being chased down by a angry, you know, sex-deprived rapist of a black man. And he's out to get you. He's out to get the white woman. And you see him chasing this woman. And believe me, it was blackface. It wasn't even a real black man that played the part. But it, it was really demonstrating that you that the, that the black man was out to, to rape and destroy and kill the white woman. So let me freeze frame because unfortunately I can't remember the this idiot's name, but he was the leader of the KKK and he was also um he he was also responsible for raping a and killing a, a white woman. Okay? So everything that their messaging I guess stood for was contradictory is what I'm saying so he did that even to his own you see the threat of violence so with birth of a nation that was such a pivotal film because until today we still have a very dangerous situation for a black man to talk to a white woman in certain parts of the country for a white uh, man to have relations with a black woman he he may be killed as well or persecuted um, or go bankrupt or lose a deal. So these things are very much alive. So when people don't want to hear about 
this information, you're, you're a robot, you are plugged into the system, and you're useless until you wake up. And I think everyone serves a, pers- a purpose, but you are useless if you're choosing not to see what's in front of you. So, after Birth of a Nation, it became this huge uh, campaign that black men were dangerous and and they're out to get your daughters or they're out to get my nieces they're out to get Jenny's and we gotta get them keep keep it separate and some of you know what I'm talking about but what I find so ironic and this is the mental illness of racism because racism is a considered a public health issue is also a mental illness because the same ones hooping and a hooting and a hooting and a hollering about rape are the same ones whose daddies and uncles impregnated and raped um, countless black women on the plantation. Countless maids that had to work in their homes. Countless teenage girls and Sally to say boys that also experienced atrocities. The same ones that persecuted uh, black men for no reason, not even a just cause, were the same ones wreaking havoc and have and have demonstrated through Ancestry.com and a whole bunch of other, uh, you know, DNA that who's who and what's what. Okay, so let's think about that. This I'm telling, and I'm going to repeat this because while you're sitting there clutching your purses, when you see a black man walk in the room, didn't you forget Granddaddy, the pedophile, or Daddy, Daddy, Daddy? Okay, Uncle Uncle Ned, the pedophile. You know, but yet you'll clutch your purse. You will slap handcuffs on an innocent black man or even a black woman and you will and you will place blame now i'm not making excuses for real criminals but when it comes to justice it has not been served in relationship to to black men and black women so the reason this is so significant is because nothing has changed and i feel that we're living in the dark ages of humanity. Um, yes, we have many, you know, positive things going on and in innovations, but the truth is, humanity is in a dark time. We are in a dark age. Okay, we're in the age of um, rebuilding and reconstructing, redesigning our value systems and getting to the core of our being of what's important some of us are doing that others are not so back to so birth of the nation kicked out all of this um all of this carnage really and many walked in fear it was about 50 million uh americans sat and watched birth of the nation can you imagine a black family watching this and knowing that their lives were in danger you know 
and we we don't even think about the the real details involved with the black fear okay the other thing i'm really getting at is that the selling of the propaganda of white privilege and white access that particular messaging is woven into our very fabric until today it may not have a kkk sticker or a hood but it's definitely a uh something with a hood something that's cloaked and a systemic thing that is difficult to see but it is woven into our laws is woven into our banking institutions lending institutions as it relates to people of color why are why are um, black people the least likely to even receive loans and black women are the least least uh, bankable out of all the other races when you look at our educational systems and how um, there's still inner city schools, still underfunded communities. It's still the same conversations I remember having 20 years ago, having when I was a child, you know, listening and watching on the news. Okay. So the selling of this particular dream is what actually created what was called the great migration of what Ellis Island many immigrants were um, solicited to come to America to to be sold into this dream of access why because there was too many black men and women walking around free they needed to make sure that they're that they meaning the the wealth the the people that held the wealth, that it was protected. It was protected from their ancestors and their families from Europe. Okay, now mind you, I know good and well that there was a lot of discrimination that the immigrants faced when they came to America. And this is why Natasha, no little Natasha, remember when you get to America, you mustn't ever tell them where you're from and be sure to blow dry the curls out of your hair. Actually, I'm kind of fast forwarding into the 40s, 50s, 60s when they had blow dryers. Make sure that you, t- you keep the braid tight so that the curl doesn't show. Yes, and your darling, your darling eyes will give you access into the worlds of dreams yes and you mustn't ever talk to those darkies you mustn't ever you, you must work hard as a washerwoman and marry into a um, Natasha you must marry into a wealth and so you this these are the the training that many immigrants families um, they actually train their children to assimilate and until today, you have assimilation. Assimilation will destroy a nation because you're giving up your birthright. You're putting a mask as far as who you truly are in order to fit into a greater system that doesn't even like you. And it knows that you don't really like yourself and you don't like your culture. 
And that's why you want to leave your own culture and assimilate into their culture so that you have more access and that you have more privilege. Many people have made that sacrifice and they don't even know who they are. Okay. So why do I talk about these things? Because it's affecting us until today. So we have um, this particular dream. And it, it was a dream that even Woodrow Wilson, who apparently was also a former KKK member, okay? And while the KKK existed, um, they were able to you know, put um, several people in office. So we've had congressmen, senators, governors, you know, all sorts of people related to the Ku Klux Klan. So what I'm trying to get at people, it isn't just this thing where it's it's not just a southern thing. Okay. The roots of, of this particular mindset it goes back to the days of the prairies of when we had everything when the slaves were cranking out all the cotton and we had the tobacco and you know the 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 fruits of of the land of the great america when the land was ours and so we have people still daydreaming of their ancestors dream they're still caught in the cotton wheel you know, hoping for that day. Okay, there are people in the North and the South. You know, Pennsylvania is considered the some the North and the South. Virginia, West Virginia is considered the South and the East Coast, but very, very racist. Okay. It's racist in Colorado, where I live. In fact, you know that you're not liked here. They don't have to even tell you. You can see the icy cold stares. The icy cold look. You know, the fake... (laughs) Or how people will treat you um, the way they think you should be treated. Or tell fried chicken jokes. You know, just it doesn't matter where you go. So, what I'm not, what my point is, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Colorado was second. I think they have the second highest KKK members, Ku Klux Klan members, in the nation. And you wonder why this state is so divided. It is so um, difficult to survive because of the way the laws are written. They're written to enhance the wealthy and the rich and make people poorer and poorer if you can't gain gain access. Okay. So, you know, there were, so after the head KKK member, um, there's been different members of the Knights Templar, but when it, when this person uh, was convicted of murder it shifted you know folks from saying hey do I really want to be associated with this okay but that still went on so when you think when you look at these movies 
these documentaries and you're seeing thousands of thousands upon thousands of KKK members and then my question is who are the descendants of these people today and where are you and what are you doing are you fighting for what's right or are you part of the problem are you ashamed are you making a difference or are you putting more fuel to the fire and that's the real question I want to know you know because that that's a secret that many don't want to talk about they don't want to talk about the heinous crimes against um, blacks black people the Native American Latinos whatever Asians all the people that have lived here including their own including their own the crimes against humanity so now we have um, now I'm flipping into Jim Crow so on the one side of the moon you see this glorious you know lifestyle of access and privilege and and community and church all woven into this the KKK narrative but then the dark side which is the dark side of the moon is the shadow and so the shadows are the crimes and the lynchings that happened at night or in in air in rural areas in public daylight and these lynchings were, were justified it didn't matter the age it didn't matter the gender the lynchings were justified string them up high on a, on a tree lynchings go back to the days of Europe in fact during the days of the days of the Shia the serfs um, they would in fact they would lynch the poor people P uh, people that were considered very poor were lynched Okay, um, they if they couldn't pay their recompense and they they couldn't pay off their debt, they would just be strung up on a rope. And when you start thinking about um, the history of torture, that the European, you know, every culture has had their own methods of, of torture, but stringing people up on a on a branch. Or, or having a horse, several horses split their bodies into several parts. That, that's, that's the nasty things that we, that even happened over in America. Okay. So that, therefore, that's when the mentality of black people's lives are dispensable. Well, during slavery, they, you know. It was just like buying up a bunch of property or not too expensive property for some of them. So that's why it was easy to dis to um, to get rid of certain slaves. Some weren't even worth a whole lot. When you're riding in wealth, you can pretty much treat your property how you want to. Because remember, black people were considered property. The documentary I watched, it, it really went into some details about the extent of what what did it mean to be segregated and these are things you don't necessarily think about but what's been really bothering me that I'm I need to talk about are the separate bathrooms and the separate drinking fountains 
and um, basic necessities like clothes and shoes. There is a gentleman in the documentary, and you can watch it in the on the link. Um, he shared how they weren't allowed to try on shoes. He was a black man. When he was growing up, he wasn't allowed to try on any shoes because it was everything was separated. And so his mother used to have to outline their him and his brother's foot and show that to the shoemaker or the shoe clerk as proof that they didn't try the shoe on. And then they would go and find the shoe that they thought would fit the, the child. Now, could you imagine having to go through that? And they, now they don't, they don't gave you the wrong size shoe. You know how many times that kind of thing happened? And little children being, having to wear uncomfortable shoes, having to run around in uncomfortable shoes. And if you dare complained, you could actually get killed for that. I mean, what kind of, what kind of crazy crap are we talking about here? And why is it that the mentality for some of this stuff hasn't really gotten any better? If I go to um, Nordstrom's and I bring three or four black women with me and we're all in there trying on shoes, how do you honestly think those women are going to feel that shop in Nordstrom's? Let's be honest. Oh my God, is she totally trying on those shoes? Oh my God! I'm never shopping at Nordstrom's. I knew, I knew, Mommy didn't know what she was doing. You know, they've got all these like inner city people coming in here off the bus. What are they doing? Oh my God! And these women are just, you know, wearing out the shoes. They don't even know these are like a thousand dollar pairs of shoes. They probably can't even afford. Oh my God! And they're just cackling so, oh God, so loud in their. Ugh, what is that smell? That perfume? It smells like what is it, George, Giorgio, or some kind of musk? I'm like, oh my god! You know, I, I'm never. I swear, I'm calling mummy and I'm telling her, don't ever come back up here. Don't bring me here. It's inner city people, like totally like contaminating the shoes, and I'm not gonna get used to that. Like. I'm only going to order from Italy, like straight imported. Like, I'm not going to do this. Or maybe New York, but like, I just, I don't know. Like, if these people are just coming in, trying on shoes when they want. So imagine that. Imagine not being able to have the right size. So this is why a lot of black people were shoemakers, were tailors. Now, but what if you didn't have access to those resources? You, you were screwed. And so a lot of times when these things happen, it made black people more innovative. You know, this is why you can never say black people weren't the primary inventors of much of the um, technology and things that you're seeing that spawn or came out of out of slavery and in, in the reconstruction period and the industrial revolution, you know, but oftentimes and most often the patents were taken, you know, you know, so-and-so brother, brother Jacobs needed, he needed land. He needed land for his family and he had to trade in an idea in order to, to stay on that land. But he gave his idea to the sharecropper and the sharecropper went and sold it and became rich. 
how many stories do we have? So until, you know, America decides on some justice, this world will never be straightened out. You're not going to, you can't run around here like your big daddy-o telling other countries what to do, but you haven't cleaned up your own backyard. So, you know, after Jim Crow, we still have major issues. So the, the KKK um, were influential in politics in terms of, um, you know, different different votings of voter suppression, for example. You know, they made sure to scare black people to death and threaten them about voting. Okay. You, you had, um, you know, black men working, working as a, um, Pullman, they call them the Pullman porters. And I've been wanting to talk more about that, but that wasn't an easy job at all. You imagine you can't make mistakes. You can't bat an eye. You, if you look the wrong way, somebody could kill you. If they think you're, you're, if, if the white woman is flirting with the, with the Pullman porter, the black man will be the one hung on the tree. Okay. So how many were hung? How many black men, women, and children were lynched? Okay. Why are terroristic acts against people of color still allowed to continue in this country? I was just watching an episode about Arkansas as far as how racist it is. Same old, same old thing. And apparently if you go into certain gas stations or go into certain restaurants, you may never come back out. Excuse me. So is this the heartbeat of America? Yes, it is. It is also the phantom ghost of slavery. I keep talking about the phantom ghost. I spoke about it in my very early episodes. But it is, it is a real thing that we're dealing with. We're living inside of this body of decay. And it's not just, you know, we think about indigenous people. They call it Native American. They call black people Native American. Or if you want to liken the, the Eskimo phenotype as Native American, whatever you want to do, they were killed off too. Murdered and pillaged. Forgotten stories. There's stories of the Chinese that came over here to help build the railroads. You know, many Asians came were already here since 1800s. They've been here long before that, to be honest with you. And they lived nomadic, and they were doing living in harmony. Many of them, most of them. Okay, the few that weren't will probably be twixt with a, a rifle, some type of gunpowder to sell out their tribe. So now we look at 2022 and we look at how much fear is, is, is in place. We look at um, the disharmony with our law enforcement and how they in many ways have acted as the KKK how it has been legalized to actually murder black men and women and, and children in this country when there's whenever there's a not guilty verdict 
Now, needles have been getting moved on that, but there are still not guilty verdicts that are happening across this country. And the last thing I'll, the last portion of this episode is the blame. I often think about how the story of Christ in the Bible, how it talks about how he was innocently persecuted and was innocently uh, victimized and how he was nailed to a cross. Okay. And there's so many similarities when I think about the black experience in America and South America in any sort of diaspora and how the stories are very similar where you were born into iniquity. You are cast down soon as you're born. Iniquity meaning the system. The system that is already plotting for your great plot. It's already forecasting where it thinks you're going to be by the time you're 25. Already envisioning putting you six feet under or in a prison system or on drugs or homeless and on drugs okay born into a system that does not support you all right just like jesus and that is not his real name by the way but but just like just like jesus okay it's the same and I want to say it's Ishmael or somebody may correct me that may be one of his his actual name Yahshua Yeshua okay different names point is is that being born into a world that already has it out for you and having to suffer through it and then having to innocently oftentimes get murdered when we what we need to recognize is what is a terrorist okay we've been saying a terrorist is you know Osama bin Laden it's been branded as anything that's not American it's been branded as them or the other those people in the other countries those foreigners, those immigrants. But this is why the the oxygen level of the human psyche is really getting thin because people are not thinking straight. Obviously, we have a terroristic country called America in which people uh, have hate crimes going on every single day. Those are terroristic acts. We need to call it what it is. Domestic terrorism. Terrorism. You are causing fear. Terror. Okay. Terror is is a is a heightened emotional state from fear. It's even more heightened. So if you're if you have fear, okay, but what is when you cut that water that temperature up on the water and it gets really hot 
That's called terrorism. When you are killing people innocently, or or how about this, blaming them for crimes that were never committed. How about the so many black families that moved, one family moving into an all-white neighborhood, and how mobs, not 12 people, not 24 people, not a hundred people, but thousands of people gathering. Why do you need that many people to gather around one black family to run them out or to kill them out? America, the descendants, I'm talking to you. You are the descendants of those that participated in this who are you today what side are you on ask yourself do you believe in the um, good old American dream good old America good old American dream I'm telling telling I'm telling why I'm going Going in a rich state of mind. Oh, give me American dream. Oh, give me American American dream. Bear to bear to yarn. American pie. Okay. That's Osh, gosh, my gosh. I'm sitting around like. Oh my god, my life's feeling really good for me because I don't have to worry about eating or sleeping. Got all the resources from daddy and mommy who's taking care of me. My life feels so rosy. Oh, a little bit rosy and cozy. Cause my life is feeling so good. Got a line of credit and a bunch of white hoods. I'm gonna get that job I applied for. Cause daddy knows all the big all-stars. Things is all really gonna be good. I just gotta proof for another bank account. Do, 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 I have no job, but I got a bunch of money in the bank. La, 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 I don't see the darkies, cause everything's so good for me. La, 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 everything's okay for me. Everything's sugar baby for me. Meow. Okay. Yeah. Meow. And we have a lot of Oshkosh Magosh kids. You're walking around. You know you're privileged. And you are not humble. Okay. Some of you are humble. But I'm not going to give a ton of credit because I don't know the humble ones. I know the ones that I'm looking at every day. 
And because you're not humble and you you don't even know the history of or you don't want to admit how racist you grew up. It, it's stupid. I mean, talking about race in 2022 is like the ETs are like, man, if these people can't even get over each other's colors, I mean, oh my God, Spock. How are the, how are the earthlings going to really receive us when we when we touch down? They probably will try to shoot us down. Oh, they already have. Oh boy, they're all yeah, yeah, you're right. These these earthlings are not. They're pretty. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna make it. I don't know if earthlings are going to make it. Because they can't even get past the four corners of their mind. They can't even get past the four corners of their skin. They can't even get past the four corners of their fears. How will they see new life forms? How will they How will they see new life forms emerging? How will you see new life forms emerging? You will be in a scrimmage of fear. Fear, my dear. For my dear will swallow you whole. Swallow you whole like an old belly up top. Swallow your holes, swallow your hole like an old mole. Swallow your holes, swallow your holes, swallow your hole. Humans are living in escalated fear. Why are they living in terror? Terror of color? Terror of color? Why? Why? You know, and it was interesting to see the... In closing, my other closing. It was really pathetic to see... You know how much hate people have when you when too many black people or one black person moves in the neighborhood, and I think it's perfectly if people want to be segregated, that's fine. But to to be so afraid, and you know what was interesting in a lot of the interviews that were taken back in the forties and the fifties, um, and well, really going on back, you know what the greatest fear was interracial dating that was the biggest message of keeping everything separate because you know the mamas didn't want their children playing with little black kids so they thinking it's okay to date black kids and this and that and and that's really the fear of a lot of people they don't you're afraid that you'll lose your whole whiteness, the white race will become, will go away, you know, and to be honest with you, I don't know, genetically, okay, I guess if we kept going on this way, but, I mean, who's to say what's going to happen in the future, to be quite frank, and if in some, and I'm, okay, I guess I'll have to tell you guys this horrible truth. You know that there are some families so into purity, even the royal families, that they marry their own cousins. I know you guys know about that. So who's to say that's not happening now? Just to conserve the purity of the race, you you'll you'll marry your first cousin have a baby that's not gonna do well just to have the purity of your race 
And when I would hear the hear these interviews, you hear the how I am not comfortable with a black Negro family moving into our neighborhood. The next thing you know, little Katie is gonna a little little Annie. We'll call we'll call her Annie. Little Annie's going to be wondering, you know, if it's okay to marry a Negro child and and heaven forbid she brings something like that home. We need to keep things separate. I'll, I don't know what it's going to take for for America to understand that, you know, the Negroes can live as they, as they will and we're not bothering them and we don't want them, don't want them bothering us. I mean, we don't want them in our schools. Our, our children are not learning when their little Negro kids are coming around. They, those kids, they, they don't really know a lot and they, they're living in like animals, you know, not, not adequately showering and bathing and not, not having clothes that fit properly and the right kind of foods and you know, I you have a, a a young child like that learning next to my little Annie. I I I hate to say it, but my little Annie wouldn't learn but a little bit. Of, so no, I'm not comfortable. And my mama wasn't comfortable with it, and my daddy said hell no, he wasn't comfortable with it, and I'm not comfortable with it. No, I'm not, and I'm not going to change. Okay. So then there was another woman. She was just yelling about it. Keep everything separate. No, I'm not. I don't want them near me. You know, and 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 these this what I'm trying to explain to you. The people that were having these conversations, they may not be alive today, but their children and their grandchildren are alive today. That's what I'm trying to get you guys to see. I'm trying to awaken these dormant stories nobody wants to talk about. The angry mob. Do you know that I witnessed an angry mob situation? So I was going out to, um, what is it called? It's in Colorado Springs. I want to call it, for some reason, every time I want to say the name, I always forget it. But anyway, this it's a beautiful, like, little town outside of Colorado Springs, okay? And it, you, you drive about an hour into it, but it's, the elevation is even higher. So it's like you're in this beautiful, trop, not tropical, but it's, it's like the clouds touch where you are. You can go outside and literally be touching the clouds, okay? It's a beautiful place. I was planning on renting um, a, a duplex. It was like a, another part of a house. And when I drove, I was getting nervous, first of all, because I lost reception. When I finally got there, this woman was showing the house to this couple. And I, I felt like she wanted to rent it to, the, to this white couple. It's a young couple. They're like 20. So when my son and I got there, I don't know why I actually thought she would consider renting the house to me. And so um, she had no intentions of doing that. But there was a guy that was her neighbor and he saw me and my son arrive. 
and he st- he stirred up all this trouble, right? He said that he didn't like the neighbor, the lady that was selling the house, and she was making too much noise. And suddenly he called the police. And next thing you know, there was literally a mob of like 15 residents at the bottom of the hill. And I knew, I said, no, 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 no. This mob is here because there's black people in the area and they're not happy about it. And I felt that. I said, because they were so, you know, going on. And even the lady was confused. She was like, I don't know what, why they're acting like this and getting all crazy acting. So, you know, I said, it's time for us to go. I didn't even have reception. So anything could have happened. But I knew it was time to leave. And by and trust me, when I left, it was probably 20, now 20 residents, all staring at the car, like wondering who I was okay so that was not that long ago that was um about four years ago so if that is still happening if white flight is still happening then we're not it's not going to be comfortable when it comes to sharing resources because you know unfortunately um the reign of the white supremacy the kkk it may not have gowns but it has a whole bunch of clowns bringing a whole bunch of frowns so they may not have gowns today is what i'm trying to say but just because there's no gowns doesn't mean there's no clowns you need to be aware of who is the clown without the gown but they're still kkk in mentality once you start to break that down and you say, well, well, I'm in, I'm in California. There, there's no KKK in California. Yes, there is. It doesn't mean that they're going to wear a robe. It means their robe is their mentality. It's their policies. It's their institutional structures within their businesses. It's their rules. It's their slap, they, how they slap certain people on the wrist and handcuff other people. Okay, how how the the uh, the loan underwriter makes exceptions for some races and does and makes harder provisions for other races. Okay, you can be in Seattle doing that shit. That's white supremacy. You can be a black person that hates yourself and other people like you, and you believe in white supremacy because you have no self worth. And you wish to God you were white. You're a white supremacist. You see what I'm saying? So, but more significantly, we're going to put people in their place and put them where they need to be. Okay. So I think that's just the beginning of more information I'll be sharing as I continue to do research. But I'm, what I'm trying to do is help people to understand the significance of um, the significance of what things things look like a mirage. They look like an illusion. People may look like your friends. But when you see that policy rolling down the pipeline or when you see that fake smile turn into that icy cold stare, you know what time it truly is. 
that little two-faced stuff that um that two-faced stuff white people do is not stop doing that if you're a true racist you need to always be a racist don't be around black people and laughing and joking but then deep down inside you're living on the other side you you need it's better to be honest with where you stand because if you don't you'll continue to clog the system but at least being honest about it doesn't mean you need to be abusive it doesn't give you the right to go and, and be violent but at least people know how to deal with you they know how not to trust you they know how not to shop in your restaurant i mean in your in your store okay they know where not to spend that dollar when they know exactly what side of the fence you're on but too many times wealthy store owners ride the straddle the fence because you're depending on on that 30 40 percent margin from your people of color that are shopping and investing in your infrastructure but at the same time you don't do anything to return the favor and you cut policies you um, deal with phony politicians you take out funding and you're doing all this garbage on the back end with other big businesses. Meanwhile, you have people of color shopping in your store, investing in your cars, you know, um, investing in your schools, investing in your merchandise. That's the stuff people you need to say, I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm going to stop soliciting racist people. Or people that are rude and they don't give a damn. Okay? So, I'm done with that little piece, but I will be back. I have some more to share. But I'm running out of time. Talk to you soon. Keep an eye out for the next Pet Whisper near you.